Praise God. It's a blessing to be here and to just sit in the presence of Jesus this morning. I'm going to uh, read a few verses from Matthew chapter 3, familiar verses, and we'll see how this all comes together. We'll trust the Holy Spirit to guide as we go through this. Um, This is just about preparing the way for Jesus. John, uh, Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Um, it goes on and talks a little bit about how John looked and where he, what he wore and what he was doing. Um, and then I want to go on. It says, verse, uh, we skip down to verse 8, says, Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able of these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn and the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Um, These verses I kind of wanted to read just as a, maybe a little bit of a preface. Um, I I couldn't get them out of my heart. I know that these verses were clearly spoken about Jesus and his coming. Um, But the main part that I want to focus on here at the beginning is just Preparing a way for the Lord. And we know that God is at work in each one of our hearts and in our church and in the youth, the young adults that are coming for the conference this week. And I'm excited for what he has done. But I do know that so often you have people who come to something like a conference and they have a life transforming time. And then there's other people who kind of go away like, that was good. Let's move on with life. And I do believe it's how we come and the way that we prepare ourselves for what the Lord wants to do. And so I do believe God wants to do a lot of wonderful things. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be, I know the Holy Spirit is going to be moving in our midst. And so just a, a kind of a preface for this whole thing. I believe that our hearts need to be in such a place where God can work and God can come in. And so I want to encourage us to align our hearts with what God wants to do. Um, Align our hearts with what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. And we're going to get a lot more mileage out of what God is wanting to do in our hearts. Um, John came with the baptism of repentance. And I do believe that many times in order for us to align ourselves with what God wants to do and in order for us to align ourselves with what the Holy Spirit is saying, First of all, there needs to be repentance in our own life. And so I would just encourage everyone 
if God lays his finger, or if there is something even now in your heart, repentance is the pathway forward. That is the beautiful, a beautiful starting place. And if we can come in repentance before God and say, yeah, I blew it. This is my sin. This is where I messed up. Um, we're going to go a lot farther, and God is going to be able to take us a lot farther. Um, I appreciate what DK said even about, well, why do we do this? And, yeah, there could be many different answers. Um, I think maybe we could do a couples week one day if, you know, we could convince people to take off work. That would be good. Anyway, but I'm excited. Um, definitely time spent like this in God's word and in his presence is never time wasted unless we say, absolutely, I have no desire to change. I'm not changing. I'm just going to go home the same way. So I want to encourage us to align ourselves with what God is doing. And I do believe that God wants to continue, as we walk in repentance, continue to pour greater measures of his Holy Spirit on each one of us. And that's exciting to me. So that might have seemed like a side note as we move forward here, but we'll see how God pulls everything together this morning. Um, What I was really wanting to talk about this morning is much more just the whole concept of what God, how God is working in each of our hearts and the fact that he is doing the work and he's doing something beautiful. We might not always see it. I know, let's just, how many people this week noticed how messy and disgusting this world is? Just raise your hand. I mean, I think we, we get around enough, we hear enough news, we see enough things, it's just, ooh, sometimes it's just, it just kind of has an effect on us at times. And I know for myself, there were, there were several situations this week where I just felt, Lord, wash me. There's so much um, dirt. And yet, sometimes we don't understand everything that God is doing in our heart and life. But we know that he is working and he is doing a good work in our hearts and our lives. And he wants to use the circumstances in our lives um, to finish that work or complete that work. As we stay focused on him and as we abide in the Christ, in Christ, Jesus will finish that work that he started. So if I had a title this morning, I would just call it God is making a masterpiece. And there's a couple different verses. Um, Philippians 1 verse 6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I know there's times when I'm in the middle of a hard day or I'm in the middle of a battle or a temptation or maybe things are a little bit chaotic at home and I'm not feeling very much like a masterpiece. I'm not sure if I've doubted before, definitely. Is God really in this or is this just, you know, a sidetrack? And at times it might be. But God is at work, and he is using all of these things in our lives to bring us to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. He has begun a good work, and he has promised that he will finish that good work. And I'm excited this morning for the good work that he has started in my heart. But I am thankful, very thankful, that he's not complete. Because I have more to grow 
and more to go and more, a lot farther that I see as I compare myself to Jesus, our perfect example, I see that I have a long way to go. But I'm excited this morning for what God has done and that he is not finished. He is going to complete it. Um, when I think of a masterpiece, I often think of artwork, which I don't claim to. I've been to a few art galleries in my life, but definitely don't claim to be a, a pro on art. But something that was interesting to me, um, it kind of, the thought kind of came to my mind when I was thinking about artwork. And I thought that I remember hearing that some pieces of art were unfinished. And so when I searched that out a little bit, there's quite a few pieces of art very, very popular pieces of art that never were completed, okay? And so I'd just like to use that as we look at our lives. Jesus said he is going to complete his work in us, and we will be a masterpiece. Um, There's a portrait of George and Martha Washington that was painted by Gilbert Stewart in, I think it was 1796, and... Supposedly, it's either in the Smithsonian or at a museum in Boston, so I don't know where it is. They share it. But the portraits are unfinished. Um, You can see who it is. You can see the face. But basically what happened is this artist went to them because there was obviously no photography back then. And he sat there and he sketched out the face. And he kind of got sidetracked. And there was a time when George and Martha came and, and visited him at his residence and looked at the the portraits were as far along as the painting had gotten, and they were impressed, and wow, this would be great, and they were looking forward to him finishing it. But for whatever reason, busyness, other paintings, I'm not sure, he never got these paintings finished, and George and Martha Washington both passed away whenever they did, and these paintings remained unfinished. And you can still see them like that today. And... Anyway, I I can't imagine being a painter and having an unfinished work like that. It almost would feel like it would kind of bug you, you know, a little bit like, was it Beethoven? If he had to finish the scale, if his, it was one of those, Mozart or Beethoven, I think he had to, he couldn't stand hearing the scale of the piano and then the last note missed. So he'd have to get up and go downstairs and finish it. One of those classical composers, you know, just, you have to hear the, hear the whole uh, scale. Or like an artist is like, I started this painting, I want to see it to completion. Anyway, so there are paintings that are incomplete even to this day. And the, the people who of the painting is by, they're gone. And the artist has also gone. So the painting can't be completed unless someone would try to take over, which would probably be a disaster. But we have this promise that what God is doing in our hearts, this masterpiece that God is creating in each one of our lives... He's promised that he will complete it. It's not going to be something that's half done. It's not going to be confusing. It will be something beautiful. Um, I want, um, they're going to play a short little video clip and then we're going to pause it kind of at the confusing point of this masterpiece. And I just want us to, as we look at this and then uh, where they pause it, Many times we don't understand everything that God is doing in our heart and life. Many times our lives can look confusing, things that he brings into our lives. Maybe we think, well, I'm not getting it. Um, Jesus, why are you doing this? Why did you lead me in this? Or why did you do that? And we can't see the whole picture. 
But one day, it is going to make sense. And so my encouragement to us this morning is to rest in that and press into that and know that God is doing a good thing. The Holy Spirit is at work, and he's going to finish that work. And the image of Jesus Christ is going to be perfected in each one of our lives. Is it ready? Maybe let it so we can see it a little better if possible. <laughs> if it can skip back or forward a little. All right. So to me, this kind of thing has always fascinated me. But the, the whole point is just this painter has a plan and something in mind. But at this point, most of us, unless we've seen this, don't really know what it is. We don't really see it. It looks like craziness to me. I've done a little bit of painting in my life, but I've never done it like that. Um, I've been very detailed and, you know, anyway. um, Jesus is doing a work in our hearts. And I'm excited for that work. We might not know every brush stroke, what he is doing and what his plan is. But let's trust him. Let's yield ourselves to him. Let's surrender ourselves to him. You know, as we prepare a way for 
the next thing that God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives. Surrender is really where it is. That thing of saying, yes, God, not my will, but your will be done. And so I would especially I would encourage the young people as we move into this week. Whatever God is going to say and whatever God is going to do, whatever the Holy Spirit is going to poke around in your life on, allow him to do that and be at that place of surrender and say, yes, God, whatever it is, I'm going to say yes. Because there's times when we waste a lot of time by saying, "Uh -uh, no, Lord, I'm not wanting to go there, not there. And if we say no, okay, then he waits patiently. But we, we often lose momentum or we lose traction. And it takes more time for that masterpiece to unfold. I'm going to read um, a couple verses in Ephesians, or a verse in Ephesians as well. Ephesians chapter 2. We're just going to let that there, and then we'll finish it uh, once I'm done. So hopefully it can speak to us, but not distract us too much. Let's start reading um, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. This is uh, speaking about before we were born again. We'll just start reading in verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you walked following... The course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now is at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, wrath, like the rest of mankind. But thank God we didn't stay there. Thank God we don't have to live in that place. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you and I have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So thank God for salvation this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are no longer walking in as children of darkness, that we no longer have to walk in those former passions and lusts. Thank God for redeeming us and that through his power this morning, we have been made alive. Um, people talk about being redeemed, being restored, and it's honestly crazy that what, what Jesus has done in my life and in each one of our lives. He has made us alive, and he's given us this beautiful place. Through his grace, through Christ, we now have been saved. And not just saved, not just, it'd be one, it's awesome to be saved, yes, 
But not just saved, but now, because of Jesus, we can be raised up and seated in heavenly places. That excites me. There are days when I, say, I would say that I, I feel that, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And it's awesome. There are other days when I lose sight of that. And when I feel the messiness of this world and the sinfulness of this world and... I don't feel like I'm seated in heavenly places. But my prayer is that God's work could continue to be perfected in me. That masterpiece that he is creating could continue to be perfected in me. That someday, as I continue to press into him, I would know what it's like to be seated in heavenly places every day. Not just in, in theory, but in actuality where I am... Just his presence is there, and I'm with him. And I feel like when Paul wrote the verses that talk about, um, is it better for me to, to stay or to go, God knows. You know, Basically, he, he was wanting to go, but yet it's like, well, there's things to do on this earth. He was uh, in a strait betwixt two, I think King James says. Anyway, those verses that talk about, I, oft, I, I many times I've looked at that and thought, well, I mean, I just want to go to heaven because this earth is messy. But I do believe that the more we allow God to work in our life, the more we allow him to transform us, the more he changes us and makes us into what he wants us to be, we can be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we almost get to this place where it's like, well, I mean, it'd be great to go to heaven, but wow, I mean, I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus now. This is so awesome. And I know we can't imagine the glories that are over there for us, but I think it's it's a beautiful thing that... the. As the days go by and the years go by, we can know Christ to such a level where we just are so excited about living in his presence, even here on earth, that a little bit like Paul, we're like, well, heaven would be great, but this is awesome too. You know, and we're, we're, we're almost not sure what's, what's the best plan. Anyway, I'm thankful for that place this morning. And more than anything, I'm thankful that it is God that is working in my heart and in each one of our hearts. He sees the big picture. If I had to paint the picture of my life, I would mess it up. And I do know that there has been times when I tried to take the brush, so to speak, out of God's hand and tried to make a stroke or try to adjust something and say, well, I think it should look like this, God. And it never worked out right. And so this morning, the burden on my heart is just that all of us would say yes to God. Yes to his Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I know you're doing a beautiful masterpiece in my life. I don't always figure it out. I can't figure it out. Sometimes I feel like a little worm. Sometimes I feel like a little insignificant despot on this earth, and I feel like there's nothing for me to do. But God, I'm trusting you, and I'm going to submit to your work in my life. Um, the other analogy that we many times hear is clay in the potter's hand. And there's some verses in the Old Testament that talk about like talk about that the clay shouldn't say to the potter. You know, don't make me this way. You know, rather surrender and submit to what God is doing. That masterpiece that he is forming in each one of us. You are a work of art, each one of us. And, it's a, and the plan that God is working out in your life today, it's not something that just came to his mind yesterday or last year. It's a plan that has been in his mind for a long, long time. We can trust him with that plan Yes, sometimes we feel like we don't get the plan. I understand. Even when we look at this, this painting, it just looks like a bunch of blobs of paint on a canvas. 
And maybe that's how your life has looked. Or maybe that's how you see your life right now. It looks messy. Maybe it looks like, God, I don't get it. How is this going to become something beautiful? Let's trust him. Let's surrender to the journey and the process that he is doing in each one of our lives to make us into a masterpiece. Artists invest a lot of time and a lot of creativity. Even like uh, I've heard of artists where they paint all night. They they get like an inspiration and they just cannot stop. Um, I've never done that. Again, the few times I've tried to paint, it took much uh, focus and I don't think I was that creative. But in the exact same way, Jesus has invested so, so much. He even gave his life for each of us. He has invested so much in each one of us. And he is doing something beautiful in each one of our lives. Something unique. Something that he has a plan for. He knows what he's doing. Little by little, he is creating something beautiful in our lives. Through many, many things in our life. But our part is to surrender. Our part is, first of all, as, as going back to John the Baptist, repentance. If, there's, if we're not willing to repent... That's the, the, the place where I guess God gives us, you would say we start, and then he can begin to paint that beautiful piece. In and of ourselves, without repentance, without the blood of Jesus, we are a mess. And we, we, God cannot even begin that process of making us into what he wants us to become. But as we surrender at the foot of the cross, and as we allow him, he can make us into that beautiful masterpiece that he is making. It's a work of art many times can be a complex thing, something that can take years at times. And again, I show my ignorance because I remember working on paintings for a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, I painted a bird in my life and a few other things, but um, probably nothing I'd be willing to put up here. Anyhow, but I can't imagine working for years on a piece of artwork. But, you know... Jesus is doing that exact thing us. The Holy Spirit is, day by day, he has a plan, and he wants to see that plan brought into completion in our lives. He is going to complete that work that, that he started in each one of our lives. Um, we know the verses well in James chapter 1 that talk about joy when we fall into temptations, when we fall into difficulties. And If I'm going to be really honest this week, this past week, there was a day when a lot of temptations came my way. And I was sitting there at the end of the day like, how is this joy? Why is this a good thing? It felt messy. It felt, you know, to be, if I'm honest with myself, I wanted to be five miles down the road. I didn't even, you know, I just felt like, ugh, why, why is this still tempting me? But the reality is God is doing something in each one of our hearts, and he uses trials, he uses temptations, he uses the world around us. It might be someone that you meet who has a nasty attitude, and you're like, why do I even have to deal with people like this? God is doing something in your heart and life. Maybe it's a co-worker um, that God is using, but God is shaping, and he's making something beautiful in each of our lives. He wants us to continue to look more and more like him. He wants us to look more and more like his dear son, Jesus Christ. 
There's a couple, there's a verse in Romans that I want to read about speaking about the image. Romans chapter 8 and 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So, that image, we are image bearers. And as we allow God to work in our lives, we begin to represent him more and more clearly. We begin to look more and more like like Jesus we begin to bear that image and that's my desire if i stand before you and say that i'm perfect i'm not but if i stand before you and say i am on a process of looking more and more like Jesus i would say i am and i believe we all could say that this morning he is working in each one of our hearts and lives and i am looking more like Jesus than i did last year and I look forward to 2025 if the Lord tarries and if he gives me life because I believe I am going to look more like Jesus. I will bear that image more and more as I allow him to do his work, as I surrender to him. But as soon as I stop and say, no, 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 don't do that. I don't want it to look like that, Jesus. I didn't want this. I don't want you to put a brush stroke there. Or, I don't want to be molded in this way. I didn't want to be that kind of a vessel. That's where that flow of grace stops. And that's where sometimes, I know in my own life, it feels like God just kind of says, okay, you think you know so much? Just, you know, he gives you a little time and then he comes back and says, hey, this is where we're going. This is how I'm doing this. I am the master painter. I know what I'm doing. I am perfecting my work inside you. And... So may God help each one of us to continue to allow that process, even this week, to just say, yes, God, whatever it is, whatever you you speak to me, Holy Spirit, I'm going to say yes. There's powerful things that God wants to do in each one of our hearts. But anytime we think that we have the plan, anytime we think we know how the painting should look, it's not going to work so well. The, the first verses that we read, or I guess it was the second verses in Philippians, <clears throat> that talked about, um, that talked about how God is completing the work inside of us. That good work, He's going to bring it to completion. We have His promise. And so there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing that can separate us from the plan that God has, ex- except ourself and accept sin and so as long as we're in a place of surrender god is going to continue to make us into his masterpiece he's going to continue that work yes it might be painful at times yes it might be something that we didn't want it might be a lot longer journey than we want i feel like for me i want to see it real quick i want to just be done with i want to get through it all and say yeah wow look at what god is doing wow that was beautiful And I do believe that in this Christian life, there's times when we get a little picture of something and we say, wow, thank you, Lord. You did something good. But then there's still more that he wants to do. And sometimes I I view it like we see something beautiful that he did. And then all of a sudden he makes another brush stroke and we think, oh, that looks like you messed it up, God. Are you sure? 
And he says, yes, I know what I'm doing. I'm making you into my masterpiece. I'm making you into a vessel that I can use. God is going to bring it into completion in each one of our lives. Our part is just to agree with him, agree with the process, and allow him to do his work. Be at that place of surrender. He is knows what he's doing. He's done it for many people before, and he's, gonna, and he's doing it in each one of our lives. We don't need to be afraid. We, don't, we can step out every day in faith. And when God says, this is the next area, this is what I'm doing in your life now, we can just say, okay, God, you have this. I know each of us are at different places. And many times in my life when I felt like I had surrendered everything, then all of a sudden there was another thing that God brought. And really? And that sometimes I, I didn't surrender immediately. But when I did, then there was that grace and there was that flow of his Holy Spirit into my life. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to allow him to do that work in our hearts. Um, a little bit, a, a couple of verses that came to my mind just right before I came up here that I'm going to read uh, was Second Corinthians 5, talking about, talks about gr- the groaning. And I believe that um, I faced some of that this week, just that feeling of being in these earthly bodies and desiring that we could just be clothed upon. It's a process. Let's... Um, 2 Corinthians 5 says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will not put on heavenly body. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be Spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So there might be times when we feel that groaning or we feel our earthliness. We feel how easy it is for us to get sidetracked on the things of this world, houses and business and whatever it might be, work. It's just things that sidetrack us. But we have a new body. One day we will be closed upon. And God has given us this Holy Spirit and he's going to lead us in this journey of life. Even while we're here in these bodies, and while we might be groaning, and while we might feel um, bothered with some of the things we face in this earth, in these earthly bodies, we have the promise that one day we will be clothed with new bodies, and we will be, it says, the dying bodies will be swallowed up with life. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit, even right now, quickens these mortal bodies and fills us with his life and gives us the power that we can be what God wants us to be, that we can be masterpieces according to the plan that God has for each one of our lives. We are his workmen and God had the plan a long time ago. Let's trust him with that plan. Let's look to him 
as he completes that plan in each one of our lives. I'm excited to um, be able to be here uh, at youth conference this next week. And I just want to say God is doing a good work. And let's trust him. Let's not think that we have the plan. Let's not think that we have it all together. Humility is a beautiful thing. And I need Christ. We all need Christ. Without him, where would we be? And we need him even so that we can put off this old man and put on the new man through the power of Jesus Christ. I'm excited for the work that God is going to do in my heart and in each one of our hearts. And let's surrender. Let's be in that place of surrender and humility and telling God, there's nothing that's off limits, Lord. There's nothing that's too difficult. There's nothing that's too painful. If you lay your finger in my life, I'm saying, yes, God. And we will be transformed. We will be changed. It might not make perfect sense to us, but it will begin to, we'll begin to see a masterpiece coming forth from our lives. And that's exciting to me. That's my prayer for each one of us here this morning, that we would surrender and allow God to do his work like only he can. So I'm going to wrap it up there, and I'd like this, uh, they're going to play this to the end. And let's just ponder and wait before God and say, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're wanting to do in my heart? Jesus, Master Painter, what is it that you're desiring to paint on my heart today, this week, this month, this year? I'm not seeing the whole picture, but Lord, I'm saying yes to you. I, I surrender to the journey and to the process. May God bless you.